We are back. It's it feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> because we just got back from uh, a little vacation, mm-hmm. and we have not unpacked uh, our chairs or anything. <laughs> so we're we're going back to our roots. We're uh, doing the podcast like we did one of our first episodes where we just laid in bed with a microphone in between us. Yep. And, and did the podcast. But so. now I have my own microphone, thanks to our lovely people. Yeah, it's very loud because you can just keep t- touching it. And I'm sorry. It. How about this? I mean, it's fine. It's, it's okay. Just, yeah, it's just it's down here that it's you keep touching it and moving it. Well, I got to so. hang on to it. Well, look at me. I'm not doing that too much. <laughs> Yeah, but you're sitting crisscross applesauce. Maybe you should have thought about that before we hit record. Maybe you should have thought ahead. I can't sit like that very long. My legs will hurt. Maybe. I don't know. You probably end up sounding better anyways. So (laughs) it probably sounded like it was too far away. Anyway, so here we are um, in the blessed studios. (laughs) (laughs) Being very professional as always, obviously. We're good at that. Uh, Wanted to, right up front, apologize for the lapse in episodes. Yeah, we suck. No, we don't. That's the thing is that we don't. We just don't let things get to us. We take things as they come. Everybody that listens to this podcast knows and understands that one of the most important things to us is mental health and that's what we've been focusing on so uh it wasn't that we didn't want to do the show it wasn't that we didn't want to sit down and talk about things that are going on it's just that a lot of the things that have been going on recently in our life are very personal they're things that we uh needed to work through on our own we're still working through on our own Mm -hmm. and just felt like you know this podcast is very honest it's very open we talk about um, what's on our mind. We talk about what's going on in our lives and everything. And the things that are happening currently are things that we don't really want to talk about. So yeah. it felt like it was probably just easier not to do a podcast for us just to say, you We're know what? Good headspace for it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, instead, we kind of took a little bit of a step back. We focused on some other things. And then we went ahead and took a, a little family vacation to the most magical place in all of existence. Mm. Which is Disney World, of course. Yes. So we'll talk about that here in a little bit. We'll talk about where we're going, of course. The last time we did a podcast, we had just got back from Michigan. Oh, yeah. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe we're just like, we don't want to do a podcast until we've done something (laughs) significant. Uh, That was the last time we did a podcast? Yeah, because I wanted to talk about what we had started on that current week with the kids. And you're like, hold on, we'll wait until next week. That'll give us more material for our podcast. And then we didn't record, so we haven't talked about anything, like, at all this past month. Man, well, we're going to get into you it. Might have, you might have done a solo one or something, but I haven't done one since uh, Michigan. I think I did do a solo, at least one solo one. But, um, yeah, we're very professional here at <laughs> uh, the Laugh and Be Blessed podcast. And um, speaking of professional, uh, Chia is a professional nurse, um, and I'm a professional comedian. Yeah. Let me tell you where I'm going to be. <laughs> Mark your calendars. Jake could be coming to a town near you. I always like springing really weird things on you like that because you were looking. I was like, she's a professional. I was like, like, what, what are, are we going to talk about? about? You're like, what do you even mean? So we are currently recording this on October 11th, uh, which is a Monday. So, um, this coming up Friday, which is October 15th, I will be doing a private event 
for uh, a, a wedding, mm-hmm. and it is a very special wedding, of course. We're really excited to go. Chi is actually going to make the trip with me. Yeah. And um, we are going to be at the wedding of the daughter of a good friend of ours who does the, all the music for this podcast. I'll be performing at that wedding. So we're honored to be there. We're very excited about this. Um, that's one of the cool things about comedy is like, you know, there, there's just this whole family now that we're just yeah. friends with and that we care about and they care about us just because of doing comedy. So that's pretty cool. So that is uh, this Friday. You're not allowed to go. So I don't even Sorry, know, really friends. know what I'm telling you. Uh, the 16th, though, this is going to be a super fun show. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, on the 16th, I'm going to be doing um, really my first show in my hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a private show there before, but this is my first uh, public show in my hometown. So I'm going to be in Spencer, Indiana, October 16th. Um, it's going to be, I believe, I'm, I'm trying to look to see. I think we're starting the show at 7. It's in my calendar at, at 6, but I think that's not right. So mm. um, I feel like it is. Here, I got it pulled up now. Okay. So it is at, yeah, 7 o'clock. It's going to be at uh, Right on Q Barbecue, mm-hmm. which is right across from Babs Super Value. Yeah. So it is a uh, food truck lot. But here's the cool thing is that they, um, they're good friends of ours, Carl and uh, Wendy, mm-hmm. and they have a delicious food truck. It's oh, one of my, so good. Yeah, one of my favorite places to eat. So we're going to do a comedy show there, but they have Hoosier Bar and Grill is going to be setting up a beer garden. There's going to be some other food vendors there, and we, uh, you know, we're going to set up a stage. And about seven o'clock, we're going to start the show. And we've got uh, my buddy Grant Volkmar is going to be there. We've got John Chester is going to be there playing some hilarious, amazing music. Tyson Cox will be there, uh, who's one of my favorite uh, comedians locally and then aj wilkerson who's a good buddy of oh, mine yeah. from uh, gainesville florida he just moved to kansas city but uh, aj wilkerson's gonna make the drive up for the show and aj opens on the road for jason muse from mm-hmm. jane silent bob so uh really excited that he's gonna be a part of the show and then of course i'll close the show out so that's gonna be october 16th um here's the deal there's gonna be a lot of people there yeah we've already had a bunch of people uh i don't know why i said punch I don't know, because I don't even know like, what would go with that, you know, like uh, plentiful people. Uh, there's a bunch of people There's a bunch of people who have already said that they're going to be there. So bring your own chairs, because we're probably going to run out of chairs. So bring some lawn chairs, come out. It's a free show. I will be selling some stuff at the show, and we will be taking up tips, of course, because we want to pay all these people, these comedians that are coming and doing this for us. So, um, yeah, just come out and have fun with us. It's going to be a really good time. It's very special to me since it's going to be, again, the first show in my hometown, and I get to bring some of my favorite people with me. Very, very excited about this. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, this October 16th, which is from this recording that's going to be this Saturday uh, in Spencer. And then on uh, the 17th, I will be at Hoppy Wobbles. Um, again, like uh, most Sundays, I'm not there every Sunday. That's the thing. Yeah. Is that I'm not there. I, you I, there yesterday. I, yeah. I book the shows. I find some of my favorite comedians, <sighs> and then uh, half the time I can't make it. But this one I will be at because AJ Wilkerson, who's going to be on the show on the 16th, is also going to be headlining Hoppy Wobbles on the 17th. 
So AJ's going to be there headlining. Then we've got uh, Craig Ewing from Louisville is actually going to be on the show, which is I'm really excited about. Craig runs a lot of really cool shows in Louisville, so um, I'm really excited to have him up featuring for us. And then our guest is John Hickok. And mm-hmm. John Hickok, uh, if you know anything about guns or like guns or watch any kind of like YouTube videos about guns, you know who John Hickok is. He is Hickok45 is a uh, YouTube show that he does with his dad where they talk just all about guns as very, very famous YouTube uh, channel. And John's a great guy, great comedian, so I'm really excited that he's going to make the drive up for this. So um, that's going to be October 17th at Hoppy Wobbles Pub. The show's going to start at 6 o'clock, and then there is an open mic that'll be after the show. Usually we start that around 8 o'clock or so. And the open mic is perfect for anyone who's been thinking about doing stand-up comedy, who... uh, just wants to come watch comics just work out material either way Mm -hmm. so come on out to that one it's going to be a good time good time i don't know why i said come on out to that one like what a weird way of saying it (laughs) like i i I, I sound like a like a an old commercial for somebody (laughs) who's just opened up like an old west town and i want you to come see it just come on down bring the family and everything we got okay so then on the 21st uh, I will be at the White Rabbit Cabaret for the Dead Author, the Dead Comics Show. <laughs> I, I have it in my calendar as Dead Author Show. It's the Dead Comics Show. I will be uh, representing Sam Kinison, so I will be dressing up as Sam Kinison, oh. and I will be doing a three-minute uh, bit in the style of Sam Kinison. Where's this at? This is going to be in Indianapolis okay. at, at the White Rabbit Cabaret. Uh, tickets are on sale if you go uh, on to um, Facebook, and I will post that on my Facebook page, Jake Rubel, uh, the comedy page. So I will post tickets there. It's going to be a really good time. There's 30 comics performing, uh, and they're some of the best comics around. So this is going to be a really, really, really good show. So basically all it is is the comics are going to dress up like dead comics and do bits, uh, do a three-minute bit in their style. So, like, okay. somebody's going to be Robin Williams. I mean, there's just, it's going to be a really, really good time. So that is going to be on the 21st, uh, White Rabbit Cabaret. And then on the 22nd and 23rd, I will be back in Nashville, Tennessee, at Zany's Comedy Club, opening for my dude Donnie Baker. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. i seen on Zany's website something about the possibility of a sold out show so uh jump on zany's uh comedy club's website grab your tickets before they sell out because donnie always puts on such a fun show and i mean zany's is one of the greatest comedy clubs i've ever been in and the fact that me and donnie are going to be there together i am ecstatic i'm very excited about that so that is going to be the 22nd and 23rd of october zany's comedy club in nashville then on the 24th i will be back at hoppy wobbles pub with um we've got matt taylor is going to be headlining with carl roberts and then we've got uh a uh, very special guest that uh, you guys got to come see. It's going to be George Tallarico. He's not been there yet. Uh, he's a buddy of mine. It's going to be a good time. So that's the 24th of October. Uh, Matt Taylor runs a bunch of... Um, well, Matt and Carl both run a bunch of shows in Nashville. So I'm excited to have them come up as well. I'm trying to like bridge the Nashville-Bloomington gap as much yeah. as possible. And it's 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 been fun. So that's the 24th. And then... Um, 
The 29th and 30th, I will be at Guddy's Comedy Club in Greenwood, Indiana for Joey Ilio. I probably mispronounced his name. It is a very, very mafia name. In fact, he's got a whole bit about how uh, his family, I guess, was tied into the mafia somehow. So uh, come check that out. I looked up his dry bar comedy special, and he's super funny. So I'm really looking forward to that. So you can get your tickets for that at GuddiesComedyClub.com. And as everybody knows, Guddy's Comedy Club, uh, I always have a blast there. Uh, I mean, it's cool that I've been working in that club for over a year now. So I'm so, I'm starting to see like some regulars come through. That's where I actually met Michael Rebadu. That's where I've met a lot of different people who listen to this podcast. So if you met me at Gutty's Comedy Club and you're listening to this podcast now, thank you very much for supporting us. Thank you for supporting Gutty's. Thank you for supporting live comedy. Yeah. Those are going to be some fun shows. Um, and November is looking pretty promising, too. I've got some shows coming up in Nebraska. I've got some shows in, uh, in Michigan. And um, it's going to be a really good time. So we'll get into those later. I got stuff going on in November. What do you, you do? I um, do. So tell us about what, the big old change in your life. So the big old change in my life is starting in November, I will be switching jobs. I've been at my current hospital for six years. I was there for four years as a patient care tech, and I've been there for two years as an LPN. And now you're ready to start getting paid in dollar bills. <laughs> Um. So, I am. <laughs> there was such a long pause, that, and it was such, in such a weird place. It was because something happened on the computer oh. that Chia pointed to, but it was in such a weird place <laughs> because I just made a joke, like, oh. and you like giggled but paid no <laughs> mind to it, and then pointed to the computer to tell me to fix the thing that just popped <laughs> up. So people were probably like, "Did she just get onto him?" No, <laughs> I didn't know if it was like I. I thought for a minute you were gonna be like, "Hold on, it messed up," because that happens sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, I am a rehab nurse, and when I say rehab, I mean like physical therapy, occupational speech therapy, not like drug rehab. So my unit that I currently work on at the hospital I'm at. Uh, they're getting ready to switch buildings and they will not have a rehab hospital. So I either had to change my area of specialty or find a new job. Um, And luckily, starting next month, we will be opening a complete rehab hospital in our area. So I've accepted a position there. Whoop, whoop. Yep. Uh, So I will be starting the uh, orientation in the beginning of November. And by mid-November, we'll be full-time there. Yeah. And it's uh, it's exciting and scary. It's not too scary because a lot of my team members are going with me. Yeah, which I think is, like, really good for yeah. the transition. And, uh, yeah, it's a brand-new hospital, so. No, I'm excited about it. I, yeah. think it. I think it's definitely time for a change in our yeah. life. So I think that this is going to be great for, for all of us. I'm excited mm-hmm. for you. I'm proud of you. I'll be sad. You've I, been doing great. I, I'll miss a lot of the people I've worked with at my current hospital. Um, you know, the floor nurses and techs, uh, and even management, but it's, it's time for a change. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, changes, uh, a lot of times change is good. And mm-hmm. this is, you know, we talked about doing travel nursing and stuff, but yeah, it's just not in the cards for us. No, right now. with as much as you travel, it would just get way too complicated, complicated with the kids. Yeah. And so we're just not there, which our original plan has always been. 
um, I'll go back to school eventually to get my RN. And then we actually always said we would travel <clears throat> once our youngest graduated high school. Right. So we were jumping but the gun. But now we wait. know, like now knowing Roman, yeah. he'll never graduate Jake, high school. <laughs> yes, he will. You're not funny. <laughs> he will graduate high school. All right. Ugh. Anyways, <laughs> and I mean that, you know, we get in this habit where we'll make a really good plan and then we try to jump the gun and I'm actually happy it didn't work out because I think it just would have been way too stressful. I think our whole plan of waiting until all of our kids have graduated is the smart move because then it won't matter if we go on a state and I'm on an assignment for three months and you have to go somewhere else. We don't have to find childcare. Yeah, and that was I think that was the biggest thing for us is that we were worried about, you know, what are we going to do with the kids and everything? Like if we're, yeah. if, if we're out, I mean, you know, if, if they're here uh, and we run to the store or something and the kids are home alone, that's one thing. Right. But if we're like in a completely different place that none of us feel comfortable mm. at, like there's no way we would be able to do that. Yeah, and I can't leave them alone for a whole shift, especially if I no. have a night shift position, but you have to go somewhere else. Yeah. At least here, you know, my my mom works, but she's here all night long. Yeah, and my mom only works the weekends. Yeah, she, and she's just 15 minutes away. So, so yeah. And I might, I might travel nurse once I'm in an RN, but I can do that easily in state to where as an LPN in the areas I want to work in, it's it's not as feasible. So Well, I think it goes back to what we were talking about at the very beginning of the show. Like, we just try to find the least. Um, there's a very, very uh, hilarious comedian, but also just a really great guy uh, named Moody that I mm-hmm. just worked with at Gutty's. Yeah. And um, he's got a, a thing about... Um, and I don't think I'm giving away, like, a bit or anything, because it's actually... it's 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 very very good talking about how um him and his wife take lsd mm. the least stressful decision mm-hmm. direction i don't know i probably just butchered his whole thing <laughs> but no the whole thing about it is that like try to find the route that has the least amount of stress and that's what yeah. we've been trying to do so yeah our goal yeah. was to tr- do travel nursing mm-hmm. and was you know we were really really wanting to go to nashville yeah and um but that's just not it's just not going to happen right now which is totally fine because i've been going to nashville a lot it's only a four-hour drive it's yeah, really it's like not that bad now. as yeah. a matter of fact next week i'm going to um a writing group in Nashville mm-hmm. on a Monday. I'm just driving down for the writers group. After the writers group, I'll, I'm if we have if I have time, I might check out Zany's New Material Mondays, and then I'll turn around and come back home. Yeah, you know, I mean that's that's the thing is that it's and then the end of that. I don't I don't think I don't know if it's the end of that week or the next week. I'm driving back to Nashville. Yeah. So it's not that far of a drive. It's just like when you see things that you want but they're not manifesting the way that you desire them to, you can still take an, a different route to it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm still going to be working in Nashville as much as possible and hanging out with the comedians there. It's just in a different way now. Like, it's yeah. just a little bit more difficult. I just have to make the effort. I have to drive down there yeah. and everything. That's fine. And, I mean, for me, it, it would be great, but at the same time, I've been a nurse for two years. You're considered a baby nurse for at least the first three years. Right. And because of the pandemic, I have not got to enjoy 
nursing or my specialty. So I started in October of 2019, and by the time I was done with orientation and getting on my feet, I had a few months where I was like, oh, I really like rehab. And every once in a while, I'd get floated to the med surge unit, but not very often. I usually got to stay on my unit, and I was really getting into learning more about being a rehab nurse. Right. And then the pandemic hit, and everything started to change. For a while, my unit was shut down, and I was on a med surge unit for a few months. And then my unit opened back up, but it only opened up to half capacity. And then we also had med surge units. And then we got rid of rehab patients altogether, and it was just med surge. And then it shut down again, and I was floated somewhere else. And it has been this back and forth and this complete uncertainty to where if I go to the rehab hospital, no matter what, I'm going to have rehab patients. Yeah, There's going to be no, okay, well, you're a med surge nurse this week, or, you know, we got to use you as a tech this week or something. It's... I am going to stay a rehab nurse, and I I need that consistency for a while. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, definitely. I think it's time for you to start like really enjoying your job. Yeah, I would. So, li- I would like to really enjoy it. So I think that's that's completely fine. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah, I'm excited. So um, <laughs> I just like it's been so long since so, we've done this. I'm sitting here thinking like, okay. So well, the, la- the last time we talked to y'all, we had just came back from Michigan. Um, and that was Labor Day, the week of Labor Day. So, uh, the day of Labor Day, we had a nice lazy day. But after that, we started this journey that we are still trying very hard to get on a good schedule with. We started homeschooling our kids. Which anyone who listens to this podcast and knows us (laughs) knows, like, (laughs) that's the dumbest idea ever. Like, (laughs) why would you let the most laid back people in the world try to homeschool? Because it's just like, yeah, just go do some work. So our reasoning was originally um, because of the travel nursing. Well, it was that and because, unfortunately, the school keeps going, like, Back and forth. Back and with, forth where it's they're open and then they're closed because of COVID mm-hmm. and then open and then closed. I mean, even even this year, uh, the school system our kids go to, they never shut the school. As of right now, they haven't shut the school down completely, but many, many kids were quarantined multiple times for just contact tracing. Yeah. Um, because they originally weren't mandating the mask. Well, now they're mandating the mask. And... I, I'm all for that. I'm okay with that. It's it's the inconsistency that I have a problem with. Like, and, and they would do things like, you know, my daughter's in middle school, so she could have been quarantined, but the boy's not. And I'm like, well, that makes absolutely no yeah, sense. Yeah, because they're coming home to her. Right. So it was just going to be a headache. So we decided, <laughs> at least for now, we're just going to homeschool, mm-hmm. which it really hasn't been that bad. No, and we um, have we found a really great online program. Yeah. Um, so we've been doing... We've, we've been to the homeschooling and we're the issue is is that it's like I don't think that we found our groove yet like yeah. we were talking tonight maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea because we're not doing schooling the way that the school does it's not like we're doing like six to eight hours a day every right. day so we're only doing a couple days a week you know four to four to six hours maybe mm-hmm. but we were talking like maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea for like Monday to be Roman school day Tuesday to be mm-hmm. you know hold or something you know like switch it up a little bit to where maybe they're not all trying to do it all at the same time because that's what makes it hard for us sometimes yeah, is that we're bouncing between them yeah and i understand that like teachers have like 20 30 kids in their class and mm-hmm. everything but we have three kids in three different grades doing three different projects right, at the right. same time so it's like trying to figure all that out and maneuver mm-hmm. that is where it's kind of getting like oh okay well hold on a second and like there's some some things like like with math um 
that's a chia subject. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do the math at all. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm, I've never been good at it. I understand my weaknesses. Math is one of them, unless it's geometry, which is weird. Um, it's not weird. So that's there's, very typical. There's just some things that I'm, uh, you know, I can do pretty well and help the kids out with pretty well. And there's uh, most of the things chia is good at. So, yeah, it's just trying to find this balance. But, it's again, it's another thing to where we're trying to find the least stressful situation. And not just for us, but for our kids as well. Like, you know, the kids waking up super early and doing school. It's just that's not for us. No. It's just it's not the way our family's structured. And I know a lot of people are like, well, it just teaches them how to get up and, and have a steady job and everything. Well, look at us. Yeah. You know, we don't have a steady job. And <laughs> I mean, well, I, I have, have a steady, steady job. job. I'm but just saying, I don't not have like a, a normal schedule. Like exactly. That. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's, throughout the week, I can like I can write articles when I just got done writing an article about Disney World. Yeah. You know, so it's like I can write whenever well, I want. And I, I and mean, when I'm working a bunch of days consistently, waking up early for me is 4 p.m. Right. But to everyone else, like that would be your 4 a.m. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like a normal, like working on like a normal um, schedule, it just isn't really in the cards for us. Which is why homeschooling is working great because some days it might be. 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. But here's the other thing is it's showing the responsibility of our kids because there's days that Jasmine will get up at like 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning because she went to sleep early. Mm-hmm. She'll just come in here and she'll get her computer and she'll just start doing her schoolwork by right. herself. Yeah. And that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, because she tells me, well, I just wanted to get my schoolwork done out of the way so I can focus on other stuff for the rest of the day. I'm fine with that. Yeah. As long as you get done what you need to get done, I don't care how it's getting done. Mm-hmm. As long as your grades are, are, are good and your assignments are turned in on time and everything, fine. Right. Do however you want. So it's kind of working up. And that's another cool thing is it's like it's teaching her a different type of responsibility. It's teaching her that, oh, if I get my work done soon, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Because like the moment that she realized, oh, wait, if I do all my schoolwork in one day, I don't have to do school for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no. If well, you get it all you done still in one day. have to break it up because they have to have 180 days of school. Yeah, I'm just saying, though, like. Yeah. She's like, well, if I could just get all my schoolwork done. And I'm like, well, I mean, technically, yeah. Yeah. We can figure other stuff out. So, yeah. Because we haven't even been able to do, like, music appreciation or anything like that yeah. yet. Yeah. I mean, we did one day of it when you weren't here, but that was it. Oh, I see. You we tried to steal my. No, I told you we were doing limits. You don't tell me nothing. Well, it was that very first week because. After we started homeschool, so we got back on a, like, you know, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday from Michigan. Uh, did a family thing Sunday night, Monday Lazy Day. We started homeschooling, and then that Wednesday, either Wednesday or Thursday, Jake left for Missouri. No, not Minneapolis. Missouri. Minneapolis. Yeah, Minnesota. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. So he had a run of shows in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So that was, and you didn't get back till the following Saturday from right. that. Right. Yeah. So you know we don't have a normal life. So no. if people are like, "Why are you doing this?" You know, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing whatever you want. Um, but yeah. So uh, I will say this though. Here's here's one thing that I have gotten some messages about. Okay. From some people. Why are you so excited? Uh, because it's a very exciting thing. Okay. So 
So first of all, I just want to say thank you to everybody who has messaged me and asked me if I've been reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I have. Luckily, I've been reading. And um, I wouldn't say I'm catching up to Chia, but I'm definitely not nearly as far behind. You're, I, no, you're catching up. So I think the last book that I talked about um, on here, I believe, was A Load of Hooey by okay. Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. I think that was the last book that I talked about. Since then, I've read two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, mm. nine, ten books. So I'm at 26 books for the year, uh, which means I'm actually three books ahead of schedule because I'm supposed to read 30 books this year. I'm at 26 right now. Nice. Um, the books that I read um, was one book was called Homeland which is uh, Forgotten Realms, The Dark Elf Trilogy, number one, Legend of Drist, number one, by R.A. Salvatore. Uh, it's a Dungeons & Dragons book. Yeah. And uh, it was a, a way bigger book than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh, it took me a while to read it. And it was okay. Uh, I thought I was going to like it a lot more than I did. It took me a long time to actually get into this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, once I did get into it, it was pretty decent. But it... I don't know. There was just something about it that it never fully pulled me in. Like, it never pulled me into the world like I wanted it to. I was kind of hoping that this book would pull me into, like, the D&D world more. Uh. Um, and it really didn't. Like, mm-hmm. not not really that much. It's cool now that I know a little bit more of the history mm-hmm. of, like, Dark Elves and stuff like that. Um, but it just, you know, it just wasn't really. So I didn't, I didn't finish the reading the series because mm. i was just like okay well this is just completely okay so after that i read uh, a book by paul strathern about socrates um that was pretty interesting mm-hmm. and uh learned a lot about socrates that i didn't know before or as some of us call him socrates <laughs> uh <laughs> so that was a good book um if you, and it was a very quick read so that's definitely one that i would recommend if somebody just wants to you know just know a brief history of Socrates Socrates. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, I read a book by Rob Sh- uh, Sheffield called The Wild Heart of Stevie Nicks. Oh, I've read that. I was going to say, I believe you've yeah, read that. That's very good. Uh, yeah, that was a really, that was a good book. I really enjoyed reading that one. Um, and then after that, I read a book by uh, Lewis Carroll called Alice's Adventures in Wonderland Through the Looking Glass. Mm-hmm. You ever read that book? No, I haven't. Yeah, I hadn't either. Okay. Pretty neat. Yeah. Pretty yeah. neat book. I like the cartoon better. <laughs> I'd rather watch the movie. Um, then I read H.P. Lovecraft's The Call of Cthulhu. I'd never read this, but mm-hmm. Cthulhu is a very big deal. People yeah. talk about Cthulhu a lot. I've read books where Cthulhu is in the books, but I've never read this one. Mm-hmm. It was completely okay. Were they all Lovecraft books? No. he created it. Yeah, but I think it's one of those deals where it's so old now that <coughs> where, like you can just put Cthulhu and stuff. Mm. I don't know if that's true for sure. But I feel like it's, it's like yeah, Library of Congress or whatever. I thought it was some kind of mythology. So I which, Public domain. Why did I say Library of Congress? I like don't, I'm a, I'm I an don't know. But, Library of uh, Congress. So I was looking up and he actually created it. Yeah. But I mean, I guess because it is older and maybe it is a form of mythology now. I don't know. What, what constitutes a mythology? Do you have to believe that it was actually real? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I don't know, I gotta look but I'm I'm sure there are some people who believe that Cthulhu was real. So, um, but I will say that, that it was a completely okay book. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was just an okay book. Now, the next book that I read was by George Orwell, Animal Farm. Okay. Have you ever read Animal Farm? 
no. So I hadn't either. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend people read this book. Yeah. Um, it, it was one of those deals where it's like it was a book that I felt like people talk about this book all the time. Um, people are always like, oh, you got to read this book. And like in, in high schools, they make people read it and stuff. So I was just kind of like, I don't know. This is a very, very good book that really talks about. Now, of course, it's it takes place with animals, but it's very good about um, showing how easy it is for people to just believe. Mm-hmm. So if... And for like what's going on in our world today mm-hmm. where the news is giving us all this information mm-hmm. and people are just like, okay. And I, like one thing that happens with me all the time is that people will say stuff. It's almost like they create their own version of history. Oh, yeah. To where they're just like, well, yeah, but this is this happened then. And I'm like, dude, no, it didn't. Like we were there. Yeah. Like, that's not how that happened. Dude, okay. Because uh, I've had this conversation with so many people and – uh, people talk about the economy right now and oh it's so bad and it, it happens with every president it's, oh, of course. it's the worst of course. it's ever been yeah. with every president but um i try to talk to people about the gas price people are always so stuck on gas prices and they'll be like oh my gosh gas is gonna get high it's over three dollars a gallon i'm like yeah that's pretty high but i mean at least it's not almost five like it was back in 2008 oh it's never been that high i'm like yeah it was and i thought i was going crazy for a while until someone just recently confirmed it they're like no you're right because me and you struggled so bad then Mm -hmm. that like i had to look at the gas prices calculate how many miles it was and then scrape for change just to get to work right but now people will tell me that oh no that didn't happen gas has never been as high as it is right now and i'm like no like i was there i remember so that's the thing is that people do this all the time and 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 a lot of it has to do with what we're being told yeah because the media will tell us something and then we just buy that Mm -hmm. so that's why the animal farm is so good is because it's you're you're on the outside watching what's happening on this farm. So do you know what the book is about at all? No, I have no idea. So I guess about an animal farm. It's, so it's literally about an animal farm and these animals on the farm at night all communicating and they all talk and everything. And at one point they decide that they're just going to take over the farm. They're sick of the way that the farmer is treating them. They're sick of being beaten and, and uh, all this stuff. So they're just going to take over the farm. So they take over and then they have certain rules that they write. So basically they have like, you know, like no, any, anything that walks on two legs is an enemy. Anything that walks on four legs or flies is a friend. Okay. So, so they have like all these rules that they write and everything. And basically the pigs are the ones who um, run, like run the farm. Okay. So, and everybody so they're, just kind of the government. Them. Yeah. And yeah, pigs, uh, which I'm wondering if that's where that came from. Hmm. I don't know. So anyways, um, as the story unfolds, they begin to change stuff. They're like, oh, well, that's well, this happened then. Mm-hmm. And even though the animals lived through the thing that they're telling them, they tweak it just enough yeah. to where it seems like, oh, well, maybe I'm just misremembering if they're telling that's me that. That's what I thought with the gas thing. So this is a very good book that people, yeah. I think that right now people should really, really read it, mm-hmm. which the government's been doing this forever. Oh, yeah. Uh, all but, governments, yeah. not just our government. No, all governments always do this kind of stuff. But I just think it's a really good book for people to read. It's... um. Isn't that that's isn't that a form of gaslighting? Is that what that's called? I yeah, I think gaslighting is basically where you're 
saying like, yeah, yeah, where yeah. you're like, that never happened. Yeah. Exactly. Or mm, you're, you're, you're looking at that the wrong way or you remember yes. that wrong. Yeah, well, the government gaslights people constantly. Constantly. So Animal Farm, highly recommend people read this book. Man, it was very eye-opening. I really enjoyed every single bit of this mm-hmm. book. So then I read The Tales of Beetle the Bard. Mm. Um, have I you, need, no. Have, okay. So, I uh, need to. So for anyone who doesn't know, this is this takes place in the world of Harry Potter. Um, it's like their nursery rhymes, basically, mm-hmm. for the wizards. Uh, it was a fun little quick read. It, it was fun. So um, then I read uh, Laurel Canyon, the inside story of rock and roll's legendary neighborhood. So do you know about Laurel Canyon? Um, this is where, like, tons of famous people have lived, but also where tons of horrible things have happened. Mm. So Laurel Canyon um, was... Oh, wait, is that where Sharon Stone lived? No. Not, not Sharon Stone. I know what you're saying, but yes. Ooh. Tate. Sharon Tate. I do that a lot. Sorry, um, Sharon Stone. I didn't mean to do that. Well, and also, and I didn't realize this, so... Yeah, that happened. The Manson murders, you know, that took place there. Um, the Manson family hung out in Laurel Canyon all the time. Mm. All these musicians pretty much knew who they were. But like the mamas and the papas lived there. Uh, members of the Eagles lived there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, everyone lived there at one point in time. Like Frank Zappa, like tons of people lived in Laurel Canyon. And and then it's like, kind of like the Hollywood Hills are now. Like yeah, it's definitely different now. But so, anyways. Um, also, do you know about the um, the Wonderland murders? Mm-mm. You ever heard about this? No. So I watched a movie uh, years ago, and I don't really remember a whole lot of the movie, but it's called, I think it's just called Wonderland, and it stars Val Kilmer mm-hmm. as John Holmes. Okay. Do you know who John Holmes is? No. John Holmes, very famous uh, porn star. Okay. He, uh, I believe Boogie Nights was loosely based on his life. Okay. And um, so he was extremely well-known back in the day. He was, like, the first, like, famous porn star, I believe. Mm -hmm. And he was involved in murders in Wonderland. Like, he was a part of it. Mm -hmm. So uh, the movie's really good. It's actually a super good movie because Val Kilmer's in it. And I don't care what anyone says. I love Val Kilmer. Oh, I love him. So, um, but, yeah, I talked a little bit about that. I hear if you, like, mention his name enough. He does a cameo on your show. I know. That's what Psych told us. <laughs> uh, all right. So moving on. Uh, after that, I read a Western called Sackett mm-hmm. uh, by Louis L'Amour, which is part of the Sackett's um, series. Okay. This is the eighth book in the series. I had no idea it was number eight. But you can read it as You can read it however you yeah. want. Yeah. The Sackett's. So it was a really good book. I like Louis L'Amour a I lot. I love books like that that, like... Are part of a series that you can read them as a standalone because yeah. lots of times uh, I might read like the fifth or sixth or thirteenth book and I'm like, wait, there's more of these? Yeah. And so then I'll start from the beginning. Well, also, I like whenever you accidentally do it and then you're, they like bring up something from a previous book and you're like, oh, that you've yeah. read. Like it is, it's like ty- like Stephen King's really good about like yeah. just peppering in stuff every now and then. Like I remember one of the first times that that happened with me was uh, when I was reading the Tommy Knockers. Yeah. Um, it's spoiler alert for anyone who's not read the Tommy Knockers. I'm about to spoil uh, a very good part for me at least whenever mm-hmm. I read it. So skip ahead if you don't want to hear the spoiler. Okay, here it comes. And Tommy Knockers at one point um, they're driving into town mm-hmm. and they're since they've been so close to. Um, 
I don't want to spoil it too much, but since they've been so close to something that's going on, their heads are not right, basically. Mm-hmm. And they're hallucinating a lot, and they're, they're kind of sick. And they're driving into town, and uh, one of them looks out the window, and in a sewage drain, thinks that they see a clown oh. waving at them. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely loopy because of all this stuff. Oh. And I just remember reading that, and I was like, what? Yeah. And then in a couple of the books, um, the walking dude appears. Like mm-hmm. in multiple books, I've yeah. seen him appear. And that always makes me really happy, too, because The Stand is one of my favorite Stephen King books. Yeah. Tommyknockers is up there, too, though, which a lot of people don't like Tommyknockers, but I love that book. Mm-hmm. It is crazy and out there and so so much more science fiction-y mm-hmm. than it is horror. It's so good. So, anyways, yeah, I read Louis L'Amour, which I do. I love reading Louis L'Amour books. They're really quick reads. They're really easy to read. They're and, a good pocket book. Uh, yeah, he well, does like books such, you can put in your pocket. He does such a good job, though, of putting you in the scene. Mm-hmm. Like you, he he paints such a good picture. And I, and years ago, whenever I was probably like ten or eleven years old, there was an old man. Uh, Named Rick Smith that lived uh, pretty close to us, and it was a good friend of my grandpa's, and then a good friend of my dad's, and then a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just—he was a great guy, and he would tell me all the time, "Read Louis L'Amour," mm-hmm. and he always carried one in his back pocket. He always had a Louis L'Amour, and he would just—he'd just pull over his car sometimes if he felt like reading, just wherever it was, he'd just pull over and start reading. Mm-hmm. So that was good. And then the last book that I've read so far is called My Seinfeld Year by Fred Stoller, which Fred Stoller is, if you you would not recognize his name, but if you've seen his face or heard his voice, you would know exactly who he is. Mm-hmm. He's an extra in tons of movies and TV shows. Um, so that was just like a cool little quick read um, just about the year that he was on the show Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. So. Um, nice. So what have you what have you been reading? Okay, so first off, I want to read the definition of mythology. Oh, okay, cool. So it's a collection of myths, especially one belonging to a particular religious or cultural tradition. Um, so I guess I, I guess Cthulhu could be. I don't know. A myth by now. Um, what's a tradition? A myth is a traditional story, especially one concerning the early history of people or explaining some natural or social phenomenon. So, so there's got to be like a sub. There's got to be a subgenre of myth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, like a a myth of a myth. Like it's because right. it's a fictional myth. Right. Because that's what Cthulhu is. It's about a cult who worships this ancient monster named Cthulhu. Right. So it is it is a, a book about a myth. Right. So he probably pulled a lot of um No. Um, it's pretty unique. Is it? Yeah, it's pretty unique. Oh, I need to read it. Yeah. Okay, so I am on a little bit of racism in there, just uh, a heads up. Yeah, okay. Just a heads up. Okay. <laughs> um is it racism because you think I think it's so I because could of the be wrong. Time period? I've, yeah, so I've only read this one. I've heard was from a Red bunch of people. A, was he white or African American? Uh, he was white, and I've heard okay. from many people that he was racist. Okay. Um, but I read this book, and I've only read the one, and it seems like it's racism of the times, which sounds horrible. Right. But it's it's not like he. I don't think he was like being in this book. At least he wasn't. He wasn't being like. Um, well, that's why I was wondering because if you watch the show, there there is a lot of racism in the show, but the main characters, who are African Americans, 
are, are they're combating against the right. the racism, but because of the time period set. Uh, Unless unless you want to be in a completely fictional world, if it's set in the United States, there the racism was very blatant then, yeah. you know. So that's why I was wondering, like, is he trying to be racist or is he just trying to stick true to the time period? I think it, it falls more into <coughs> the fact of um, the way that white males saw other people. Mm-hmm. So he there's a lot of stereotypes in the book that... Okay. Um, that you know are inherently racist. Okay. Um, but it. I, I mean, I I enjoyed the book enough to like read it. Yeah. And there was nothing in it that made me go, ugh. I yeah. Don't, I do not want to read this. Yeah. And, and maybe I'm a horrible person. I don't think so because I think even reading from someone like that's point of view, you can sit there and instead of looking at it and thinking. Ew, I don't want to read this book, or the complete opposite way where you agree with everything. You can be like, okay, that's how a white man thought back then. Yeah. How have we changed the thinking, and what can we continue to do to improve that change? Well, we're also two white people talking about how right. it made us feel, which, right. so we exactly. have no idea. And that's true, too. But, like, <laughs> one of the things that I've told people is I know a lot of white people who live out on the hills and the sticks and if you heard them talk you'd be like oh these people are so awful they're so racist but yet i i've seen them around different people of color and they never treated them bad never said anything bad about those people and i'm like are you racist or are you just repeating the speech patterns you have heard throughout your life? And how do you break that? Unfortunately, though, I don't see a difference. Yeah. I feel like that if you if you have to dis, if you have to put up that barrier and say, well, if if somebody who is different than me is not around, I'm comfortable saying these things. That's true. But if they're around, I won't say because I don't want to offend. It's like, well, just don't say it then. Right. If and that's you think, true. If you think that's going to offend them if they're here, mm-hmm. just don't say it. Mm-hmm. Change change your speech. But that that's now. what I'm saying is is learning to kind of point that out. Like if it you know being able to say, hey, if that makes you uncomfortable to say around those people. Yeah, maybe. Don't you think you should yeah. be uncomfortable saying when they're not around? Right. So, I don't know. That's just my way of thinking. No, is, I think, yeah. I think you're, because, like, is, is, I think what it comes down, like, for me personally, what I think about whenever I think about that situation is my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad had a lot of black friends. Yeah. But my dad also said a lot of things that would be deemed racist. Yeah. And it's like, and but then when if, you, if you'd bring it up to him, you'd be like, well, my black friends think it's funny. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but they don't speak for everyone. Right, exactly. And not only that, but if you ha- feel the need to justify what you're saying, mm-hmm. don't say it then. Right. Like, if you have to defend right. what you're saying, it's easier just not to say that thing. It's like, if it's if it's taboo to say in front of certain people, it's taboo Yeah. Regardless. But again, we're two white people sitting in our bedroom talking about this thing right but now. But I, so. I think... Because we are white, we can talk about how we think white people should change the way they talk. Yeah. that That's where I'm coming from. I'm coming from someone who's like, if that makes me feel icky saying it to someone, I ain't going to say it behind their back. Right. And I don't understand other people's way of thinking. We always get way off topic on things. It's weird. Yeah. Anyways, so. I don't know if we're going to have time to talk about Disney World. 
<laughs> we always do this. We do. All right. So um, I am on, my goal was 15. I'm on book 29. Or no, I've read 29. So um, I can't remember the last ones I've talked about. Uh, I feel like I talked about Restaurant at the End of the Universe, which was the second Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy book. Mm-hmm. So I have finished Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, which is the third Harry Potter book. This is my second run through of the series. And then I just finished Life, the Universe, and Everything, which is the third book in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There's five books, so the next one I'll start is So Long and Thanks for All the Fish. I used to hate the idea of having um, more than one book, but if I have different versions it's fun like i can have one physical book i read one audiobook and one ebook and i'm okay mm. so um i haven't started so long thanks for all the fish which will be my physical book but i'm currently listening to harry potter and the goblet of fire and the only books i like that are ebooks are those smut <laughs> romance novels so he started another one of that it's called porn Play- literature <laughs> chick porn yeah it's called playing with fire it's by lexi ryan who um was the author of the other smut books i like i like her that's fine nice. yeah good support it you know <laughs> support that support that form of art so that's that's really all i've got you always like get so detailed into your books and i'm like i read this book it was good well, I think we're okay with you not getting detailed into your smut book. <laughs> yeah, it's like we don't need. <laughs> we try to keep this as family friendly as possible. <laughs> like I think, I think we're good. Well, I mean, I don't feel the need to really get into the Harry Potter books because if you, if you don't know what Harry Potter is at this point, I just don't know how to help you. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's true. And yeah. uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books, I don't even know how to explain them. <laughs> Honestly, they're so kooky and off the wall that I'm, I don't know. Well, they're amazing. They are. That's what they are. Lots of aliens. Uh, now, you know, as you get further in the books, not only is there space travel, but there's time travel, and it's it's great. I love it. Well, I didn't know there was time travel. Well, thanks a lot. Well, you probably wouldn't know if you had gone anywhere in the second book, which you left out in the rain, so I have to order a new one. I still maintain you left it out. I did not uh, leave let's take it a moment out. to thank our uh, Patreon supporters. Yeah. Thank you to the Patreon Blessed Ones. So we just want to take a time out here and say thank you very much to Veronica, Shan, Fawn, Danielle, Rachel, Lindsay, Pam, and Jared. Uh, those are our Patreon supporters who each and every month uh, take a little bit of time out to send us a little bit of money uh, that helps the podcast continue forward. Mm-hmm. And you guys have no idea how many times that has bailed us out of jams. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, thank you very thank much you for your so support. Much. We, we really, 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 really appreciate and love each and every one of you for what you do if you like the show and you want to help support us on patreon as well it's very easy if you just go to patreon.com slash laugh and be blessed there are three different tiers that you can join each tier has different goodies uh so go check that out and yeah if you have the availability if you have 
the means to do so, we would really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So patreon.com slash laugh and be blessed. If you financially cannot support us, we totally understand. Another great way to support us is to leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, all you got to do is just leave us a little review on the app, and that goes a long way to show people that we exist and that yeah. it's a good show. Um, and we also, are here. We are here. Yeah, share it uh, with some friends. Tell two people uh, that you love this podcast and they should listen to it. Share it on Facebook. And, of course, as always, join uh, the Facebook group, Jake and Chia Rubles Blessed Ones, where we try to keep you up to date with what's going on in our life. And, uh, you know, we like to hear from you guys what movies you're watching. And this is our favorite time of year for movies because it is spooky season season. we are going to do an entire episode of course as we do every year uh, Cause this is the same. I know, year. I know, I know. I was getting ready to say something about that, mm. but we do. I mean, we do. We're going to do it this if year. We do it makes, this year, which yeah. makes it every year. Yes. It's our annual spooky episode <laughs> where we will talk about possibly rank our favorite scary movies and it some is. haunted locations, and uh, we might even talk about some some spooky uh, stuff that's happened at Disney World. <gasps> you know, I'll look it up. Okay. I don't know. I just threw that I one like out. It. I hadn't even planned it. I like it. it. You know, it's crazy because last year, about this time, we we were really good about the weekly podcast and talking about spooky stuff, and we kept that up for a long time, and I'm just realizing, like, it's the winter. Like, everything, like, slows down for me. Well, and I also, don't know why. Well, also, last year, the world shut down. I mean, that, that helped was, a lot. That was true. Well, yeah, but a, a big reason for me not being able to always commit is work but yet i was working the same amount i was then i think i like it when it's warm out but that sun makes me tired no that's true so listen we're going to go ahead and cut this podcast uh here we're going to end it here because we have a full episode that we will be releasing soon all about our trip to disney world we will get into the ins and outs of disney we will talk about planning a trip to disney with kids we'll talk about the best ways to get Mm. to disney and we will talk about our favorite things to do in the parks great places to eat and uh, how much we love uh the campgrounds there as well so thank you very much for tuning in to this episode of laugh and be blessed we missed you guys so much we love you very much we can't wait to be back and as always Laugh and be blessed. Are we done? (laughs) You're just looking at me. It's because you're cute. Okay. Laugh and be blessed. Now, the cool thing was that I didn't even have to edit the music into it. We literally just finished the same spot that we did whenever we set this up. Oh, is the music going now? Yeah, and, (laughs) and we're still talking. Okay. Well, love you guys.